Tim Bourne from Escarpment. Good morning to you, Tim. Good afternoon from my point of view, but good morning to you over there. (laughs) Apologies, (laughs) of course it is. Um, Just a little bit uh, rattled trying to get our system to work for you uh, to to get you on the line. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Uh, hi, Tim. Uh, Jill here. Yes, thank you. That, hi, sorry, Jill. That How are you going? A, a, very well, thank you. Uh, took a bit, you know, getting a mobile and NZ, but here we are. So, so Tim, yeah, we've actually been having a bit of a chat about you this morning okay. and uh, and your <laughs> magnificent wines, especially the uh, the Pinot Noir that I was fortunate to try at the Rural Review uh, Gala dinner. Yeah, that was and a good night. It was a great night. Um, <laughs> how do you pronounce Is it? Coupe, Coupe, how do you pronounce the Pinot Noir that we had? Well, it's, uh, yeah, well, Mouldy, the phonetical sound for the vowels are R, A, E, or U, so it's R, A, so Coupe is the pronunciation. And I'm possibly even saying it wrong myself because I'm an English descent, so my my Mouldy is not super flash, but we do try. Well, I tell you what, that's actually how I originally pronounced it, so I'm going to say I think we're both right. Let's just go with that. Well done. Well done. done. <laughs> so, um, can you tell the story? Uh, tell us all the story of this, uh, the Coupe Warrior, and how Escarpment came to be, and the, I guess the, um, and what, what's so special about the uh, about the sites? Well, the Warrior is, yeah, he's an important figure in not just Maori mythology, but a lot of sort of the, the Pacific Islands, uh, even Hawaii have a have a Maui figure. Um, sorry, a Coupe figure and Maui as well. So he was the person who actually discovered New Zealand. So he came across in his three canoes or his three walker, um, yes. also called a pahi, which is another one of our single vineyards, uh, discovered discovered New Zealand and he upturned his, his canoes or his walker uh, on the hills beside us here, the Aorangi Ranges. So we look out over Kupe Ona Walker, which is his three canoes essentially that he came across on. So they're looking over the escarpment where we are and effectively what that is, is it's old riverbed that has been uplifted uh, through tectonic activity. So it's a flat uh, flat kind of plain at the top where I'm sitting right now looking over the edge of on the, a beautiful day here in Matamura. Uh, and it's all yes. alluvial gravel. So it's, it's a you know, 20, probably 25 metre cut down to the, to the farmland at the bottom. And that's super pre-draining alluvial soils, which is kind of the key to, to why we are where we are. It's also the driest part of the North Island. Maybe not in the maybe not in the last twelve months, uh, but typically we we see about seven hundred mil of rain a year. So, uh, yeah, really suited to, wow. to cool climate varieties. You um, it's a very special place in the world. And Martinborough, I'm not you know, whoever doesn't know where Martinborough is. It's right down the very southern southern tip of uh, the North Island in uh, in New Zealand. It's a That's very right. special and a half place. Out of Wellington. Yes, yeah. So can you can you tell us a bit actually just about before we go into your wines, tell us about the area of Martinborough itself. Yeah, well it used to be an absolute uh hellhole to to speak politely. Uh when Larry <laughs> came here, Larry McKenna was the founder of Escarpment, he came here in the early eighties, just you know, as Martinborough was kind of recognised as potentially being suitable for growing grapes and it was a gang town back then. Uh the local hotel um, which is yeah, quite a nice restaurant these days. Was was you know boarded up, sawdust on the floor. People would come down with their horses and I don't know have drinks and get in fights. I suppose. Um, <laughs> but now with the wine industry, it's yeah, it's it's quite affluent. It's amazing what an industry can do to a place. Uh, but it's you know it's a small place. It's only fifteen hundred people, so it's not a, it's not a big town. Um, quite sort of driven by lifestyle blocks, I suppose. And weekenders, a lot of people want to come over for the weekend. So a lot of the houses here are kind of um, you know Airbnbs. So yes. Quite a transient population, um, 
and then yeah, sort of a, a core group of us who, who live here permanently, mostly based around the wine industry. You do get a few people who travel over to Wellington for work and that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's a lovely place. It's, I mean, it's a rural town. Really, the township is built around wine, so it's probably New Zealand's only true kind of wine village, really. Mm. How many wineries in Martinborough? That... Oh, I don't know the official number, but there's a, there's a stat where we're, we're about 1% of the whole of New Zealand's industry in terms of planted hectares. That's not just Martinborough, that's the, the greater Wairarapa, so that includes Gladstone and Masterton, which are pretty close by. Um, so we're one one percent. We're about a thousand hectares, uh, but we're about seven percent of the wineries. So it's quite a skewed number. There's a lot of mm, small wow. kind of uh, yeah, it was sort of mum and dad operations, kind of farm gate operations. Um, you know, so there's a, there's a few of us here. There's more than you kind of think, but there's probably sort of seven or eight kind of bigger ones. Um, you know, who are more on the international scenes, and then lots of yeah, lots of little dudes just doing their own thing. And have the little ones still got a cellar door in some cases? Yep, some of them do. Yep, for sure. Yeah, so you can come and hire a bike and, so and kind of hoon around for a, for a day. a long weekend over there would be fantastic. That's right. There's still time to book flights for Easter. That's only next weekend. That's a that's a good long weekend. There you go. It is indeed. Okay. Uh, is there still the beautiful spices or peppers in the middle of the town? I stayed there and I can't remember which one it is. The huge hotel. Oh, peppers. Yes, peppers. Mm, peppers. Patio. Very so beautiful. We have our cellar door down there actually. Um, until not too long ago. But, yeah, that's a nice spot. They've actually got a really nice restaurant in there um, as well, which is, yeah, they've got a new chef and probably the best wine list in town. Oh, it's, 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 I just think that Martin, but anyone who's been fortunate enough to go there just wants to go back again. Anyone who hasn't been there, you definitely want to put it on your list. It's mm. it's pretty special. And you're on the um, rather famous, the, the Tamuna Road, yes? Tamuna Road, yeah, Tamuna Road. Road. So just about seven, seven minutes out of township. Uh, probably need yes. to jump on a bike and get out here just for the little hill you yeah. kind of got to traverse through. Not that yes. not that it's hard; it's more dangerous than hard, I suppose. But it's certainly drivable, um, and it's really an extension of the terrace. So, that, well, the terrace probably starts down here. We like to think the original plantings are all in, all in the township, but you know, it's only a it's kind of a one and a half uh, kilometre horseshoe, so it's not a big area, and no. all this kind of suitable land is planted out really with on the you know the original Martinborough terrace. So, Larry and, and other people were already planting down here. Kind of in the right. late 90s, really, people started looking looking down here. Uh, Craggy Ranger heavily invested down here. They've they've got big holdings down mm. to Moona. Yeah, yeah, they, they're kind of everywhere now, aren't they? So we'll talk, let's talk they about are. your single vineyard. So you um yep. you you specialise in the in the Pinot space. You do Chard, but you do Pinot Noir, Pinot Blanc, and uh, and Pinot Gris. Uh, yep. Let's start with the four single vineyard Pinot Noirs that you've got. Talk us through them. Okay, straight to the top. So we've got, mm-hmm. well, one of them is actually, we can talk about a little bit. One of them's just been sold, funnily enough, or well, not funnily enough, but um, yeah, so Kiwa, one of our blocks in town, which is one of the older blocks in the district, just a little one hectare parcel that uh, we were taking uh-huh. fruit from, has sold to a, a famous wine writer, James Suckling. So he purchased oh, that. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Um, end of last year, yeah. So it's good for Martinborough, I think, having him in town. Yeah. Um, and we didn't make a play at that block, to be fair. Uh, just needed a bit too much work for us. We didn't, we didn't own it. It was it was owned by yeah family who had had it for years. Um, right. And our point of view was we probably have to start again. There's a bit of flocks through there, so a lot okay. of it would need replanting. Um, so the family yeah kind of didn't want to spend the money on it, so they sold it. Uh, so we're on the hunt for for another another kiwa. Effectively, we think we've got one down to Moona, but um, yeah, hmm. wait and see on that on that front. Uh, but we do okay. have Terahua back in town as well, so that is a couple hundred metres up the road from um, from the suckling block from from Kiwa. 
pretty close to the square if you've ever been into Martinborough. Um, so that's that's another one hectare block. Planted uh, early 90s, so an older block for us. Old by Martinborough, really. Um, and yeah, really unique. It has uh, probably the most tannic of all the wines we make. Really, um, yeah, really high density tannin and really quite a dark fruit profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we head down to Muna where we are here. We've got Pahi, which is just across the road from us on the estate. Four hectares planted there that we kind of cherry pick the best parts out of to make the, the Pahi single vineyard, which is, yeah, it's a bit, yeah, there's a bit more topsoil over there, probably a bit more vigour in the vineyard, so softer kind of profile in terms of tannin, silkier sort of mm. tannin, uh, real lifted perfume to it, really showcases the Tamina Road spice that we get, as we call it. Um, and then you hop across the road to, to Coupe, which is from our block here, mm. from the estate, um, which is always the 100% able clone from the estate, which is kind of the best of, of all worlds, really. It's got the dense tannin, but it's also got perfume and, and prettiness as well. So, yeah, pretty but powerful. Precision and, and power. Mm, absolutely mm. stunning. That's definitely the one that I tried. And you've got then the, the – I'm not even going to pronounce that. I'm going to leave that one to you. <laughs> What's that one? I think it's the just The Terahua. <laughs> the Terahua. Oh, Terahua. Yeah, sorry, that was the one back in the township. I might have been speaking oh, right. too fast, sorry. but that's, yeah, gotcha. one hectare parcel, lots of tannin, uh, dark fruits. Um, yeah, one of our one of our older blocks. Um, can I ask at this juncture, um, how many of these wines can we get hold of uh, in retail here in Australia? You should be able to get hold of all of them. So, okay, so we're owned by an Australian company, Torbrick, uh, for those who don't know. So they're based oh, in the yeah. Brosser Valley. Know so they well. purchased... Yeah, that yep, amazing wines as well. They purchased us in 2019. So the original venture here was Larry McKenna, um, kind of one of the the OGs of Martinborough, so to speak. He set this place up with Kirby, the Kirby family, another Australian family who have Village Roadshow of all things, and Yabby Lake. Uh, Yabby Lake, yes, that's mm-hmm. them. Um, subsequently, they sold in yeah 2019. Torbrick came in. They were looking for a for a new world Pinot Noir producer, basically they could see the price of you know Burgundy becoming more and more astronomical, or it already is really, uh, kind of out of touch to the everyday punter. So I saw the gap in the market below that for, for high-end premium new world uh, Pinot Noir, um, and we just kind of ticked all the boxes uh, from that point of view. So they, they distribute our wines in Australia, so they are pretty right. rid- readily available, certainly at all the... All the you know, all the best spots. I hope, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, look, look Dave. They uh, they've got great um, coverage at you know in on on prem and also uh, retail. So if they're going in Absolutely. with their wines, then the, you know they're in the door already to talk about yours. Mm. That's mm. right. Which is a, which is a massive leg up for us, mm. really. Yeah, of course. Um, question about so we've spoke about your single vineyard Pinot Noirs. Now let's just take it to the different side. That's the escarpment Pinot Noir. Yep. What are we seeing in that, and what's the main difference? That that's not a single vineyard, I assume. That's not a single vineyard. No, that's uh, that's a regional blend uh, from Mar- all, all Martinborough fruit. Uh, really showcases the best of our fruit outside of the single vineyards. Are just unique parcels that you know they're only they're only tiny makes, and um, you know they're, they're really special for. Yeah, for whatever reason. And then the, the Martinborough Pinot really showcases the region and what we do here, which is savoury structural Pinot Noir um, mm-hmm. at a, you know, what I think is a really yeah, great value price point. It's sort of not half the price of some of the single vineyards. Um, it's, yeah, but, a, you know, quite a bit less in, in price, but certainly delivers in, in terms of quality. Mm. Great. And can you just tell tell us a bit about the Chardonnay? Because the outside, outside of that one Chard, the Escarpment yeah. Chard, everything else is a Pinot-based wine. So um, 
Why the one shard? Uh, we used to have two, actually. A while, a while back, we had a, a coupe chardonnay as well. But again, we lost that. That vineyard was sold mm. back. So now okay. under the Torbeck ownership, part, part of the single vineyard program is we need to own these blocks. We can't keep losing them and having to start again. So uh, yeah, at the moment, sure. we're just doing one chardonnay, which is um, mostly from the estate here. So um, it's, yeah, about 90% estate-grown fruit. Uh, so we do put yeah we do put a lot of love and focus on the Chardonnay being one of the the few whites that we do. Uh, it's something we can't actually get enough of Chardonnay. It's quite hard to find more Chardonnay here. So it's you know it's it's a tricky one because mm. it seems to be kind of back back in vogue a wee bit Chardonnay. Oh, um, it's absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's never gone out of vogue for me at never all. Never gone out of vogue uh, do, in my house either. <laughs> no, good. Do you um uh, much time on oak? How's how's that one? Yeah, so it's, it, it is. Yep. So it's all uh, fermented in in oak, mostly punchins, so larger format, five hundred liter barrels, um, about twenty percent new oak. So there is a new oak influence. Uh, sits in oak for about eleven months before being being bottled up. So it, it's not a big overt style. We don't get that kind of fruit here. It's more kind of focused, more kind of. Uh, Chablis, in a sense, but it does, yeah, it does see some wood treatment. Right. Okay. Nice. I'm just, I'm actually just, just like slowly sitting here salivating. Um. So let's <laughs> talk with your varietal uh, pinots. You've got the, of course, there's a Pinot Noir, Pinot Blanc, Pinot Gris, and your Pinot Rosé. Um. Can yep. you tell us a bit about the Pinot Blanc? I love a good Pinot Blanc, and I had a sensational one just the other day. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obscure. Your variety here. Mm. These cuttings come from Felton Road, I believe, down in Central, um, and we've only got a half a hectare here, so it's a tiny, tiny plot of it. Um, but you know, we're 100% Burgundian focused, so it's all Burgundian varieties, so it kind of fits mm -hmm. the mould. It's a yeah. mutation yeah. of Pinot Noir. Uh, it's basically just white Pinot Noir, so it's it is quite a neutral variety. Um, so you do have to kind of build a bit of interest into it. So again, it's fermented in, in oak, but older barrels, so neutral barrels. Um, wild fermented so yeah it's quite it's not delicate it's not um, sort of like a big rich oily style it's kind of somewhere in between sort of lifted flowers and, and again quite focused we have nice natural acidity here so it's really trying to build some texture around that mm. well, honestly the, the description you just gave sounds perfect not this not that <laughs> it's just nicely in between what, what do we eat um, with it though uh, eat whatever you feel like no I probably have uh, I mean the classics are I guess you know, for sure. It's probably more of an, uh, even as an aperitif, it works pretty well with cheese or mm. something. Mm. I'll let you know, uh, with the Pinot Blanc I had last week, um, actually had some beautiful, like, five-spiced fried chicken. Okay. Um, with a, yeah, with a lovely, um, it was, it was like a sriracha aioli style, and it was Ooh. absolutely stunning together. No, I'm celebrating. Really. It's almost right as lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Here we go. Um, th thank you for taking us through all of those. And I'm sorry that it took us a bit to Pleasure. get you on because I'd really love to no, chat no, to no you worries. much more. But, look, it just means we'll get you back on the show, you know, a few months down the Happy track. Happy to do it. Um, it's, uh, look, you're doing amazing stuff. The, uh, yeah, as I said, the Pay Pinot Noir was incredible. So I'm going to let you get back to vintage. I think it's it's next level oh. on the 20. Oh, well, look, I'll big, give you my address to send me one. Next to true, we can sort you out. Well, James, James will have some in Sydney. He's our, he's our rep there. We can we can sort you out. Don't worry about that. Oh, Tim, you Tim, you're, you're definitely becoming a big big friend of mine now. So <laughs> thank you so much, mate. We'll yeah, let you thanks, get back Tim. to uh, to vintage. Good luck with the rest I'm of going, it. Yeah, we've got some fruit out there to process. 
you, you you get onto it. You've got some important work to do. Then we've got some important drinking to do. So um, <laughs> thank thanks you. Thanks very much. Keep drinking and we'll keep making it. Good <laughs> night. <laughs> I, I like that agreement. Thanks. You have a great. <laughs> thank one. you very much. Nice thank chatting. you, Tim. Cheers. See you, Tim. Bye.